Welcome to the Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and today we talk DNM things, annual DNM things, you know. Mm. I'm David, and I'm Jack, and we are definitely, definitely going to be tapping into that that second category today, which is life. Um, mm-hmm. Today, David and I are going to be answering a series of questions, um, and the goal is that this will become an annual thing. So. Um, surely when, when the artist notepad goes for years and years and years, each year we'll take, take note of what episode this is. I think it's episode 27 today. Is that right? 27. 27. Um, and so, yeah, probably we'll be looking at around episodes. Um, what's that? 79, um, will be the next one unless we miss Mm -hmm. out a few. Um, and yeah, we'll just keep doing it years on years on and see how we change. You guys get to see how we, you know change in our answers and and we'll yeah, do a bit of comparative study man. to see how david and i grow as individuals if mm. we get to a year i hope we do yeah on that note jack cheers buddy cheers buddy old pal give me one one second and cheers cheers but before we before we crack on the questions david how are you doing um jack i'm doing quite well man Mm. Um, it's been busy, busy, busy in a good sense. Um, and it's only going to get busier as it gets closer to Christmas, gets closer to December, but I'm enjoying every bit of it. I'm enjoying every bit of it. Um, this year is definitely, um, wrapping up fast. Hey, like we're, we're now well into October. Um, yeah. That's a conversation I've been having lately with a lot of friends, actually. Like, oh my gosh, it's already been a whole year almost. <laughs> and like, yeah, like the convo you have on the last quarter. But um, yeah, it's it's been good. Yesterday, there was a nice um, uh, celebration of two people coming together. The union of two people. A wedding happens mm. uh, of a close... Um, brother of mine yeah so i was really was happy good. to have you there david um it was a <laughs> great day for no nah, man yeah um, it'll be soon for you too right yeah <laughs> i hope so but um yeah he pulled out he's he I've, he's a friend that who's also korean but he i've never heard him really speak um korean before like use mm. the mother tongue and for during the wedding ceremony he pulled out the korean for the first time and I just thought it was, in one sense, it was so funny because it was so bad. But at the same time, I had so much respect for the guy because he went all the way through to like make sure he um, could speak to the parents-in-law mm-hmm. and like um, speak to the people in the in the hall that were Korean as well. So like to take that time to be like, I know I'm bad at Korean, but here's my best shot to yeah. like show you guys I appreciate you, respect. blah, blah, blah that respect you know so that was good yesterday was like really a heartwarming time good to still have that during like um near the end of it's what seems like the end of like covid just because the Mm. year is wrapping up as well i think yeah that's the mindset a lot of people have these days yeah but yeah yeah man how are you that's me how are you doing not gonna lie david and i think our listeners can probably tell from the lackluster introduction but i am pretty exhausted i've been helping um lead a retreat for the last four days and i have gotten 
not as much sleep as I would have liked combined with a emotionally <laughs> exhausting, physically exhausting and mentally exhausting few days. But I'm here wow. and I am ready to answer some very difficult questions. <laughs> um, Just bear with us for another hour, Jack, and you can go conk out. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here and I'm looking forward to answering some deep questions. David and I, I think we share a similarity in the sense that we love to challenge ourselves with some questions that are hard to, uh, hard to answer and sometimes mm-hmm. hard to ask. Um, mm. But should we just crack straight into them, David? We sure can, buddy. Let's go right into it. All right. It. Well, we've got, we've got six questions and I will answer first for the first three and David will answer first for the second three, but we'll each have our turn. We'll try, try and keep our answers under about five minutes for each question, but we'll see how we go. Let's kick it off. Yeah, let's go. First question, Jack. How do you feel about yourself right now? Hmm. In this very moment, I feel sad about myself. Mm. I This year has been a very difficult year for me. Um, last year, towards the end of the year in about September, so it's been over a year since it happened, I had a massive like fall in with my mental well-being. I'd been doing pretty good for a few years. Uni had really helped and coming to the end of my degree, um, mm. well, it was it was just quite a few things happened last year, and basically, um, one one of the the things that sort of broke the camel's back, the straw, um, was just losing a job opportunity that I was going for, which was going to be like quite, um, I guess it was going to be quite life changing for me um, for the next year, and um given yeah. what went on with covid i'm kind of glad that i didn't end up getting it because it would have been very tough um in the job that i was going to be getting mm. but yeah i'm sad because i'm not happy with the way that i see myself and i'm sad because i know that I, I know that I don't view myself in the best way and as hard as I try, I really struggle to see things rationally when it comes to myself and that's just because of my like struggles with my mental health, my depression and anxiety. Mm. Um, both those things really distort the way that I see things sometimes. And right. Yeah, and I'm sad that like that I can't see things more clearly at the moment because like there's there is a part of me that knows that um the things that i think about myself and the way i treat myself is is wrong and irrational um but then i still do it so yeah i'm i'm sad about that and i'm sad just that i i feel like i've taken a step back with my mental well-being even though i think i'm sort of at the bottom of a springboard at the moment and i think that coming back from this particular low which is as I said, over 12 months now, um, even though things have, are better now than they were 12 months ago, um, I think that I will have learned a lot from this process. So I'm sad, but I'm also, I, if I try really hard, I can feel a bit of pride about where I am now compared to where I was last September. Um, so yeah, that's, mm. my, that's my honest, not particularly happy response. 
about how I feel about myself at the moment. But wow. um, then again, my mood fluctuates a lot. Right. So if you asked me this, maybe on a day when I had more energy, I might yeah. tell you proud, but also <laughs> sad. But right now it's sad, yeah. but proud. Yeah. Maybe if we had this episode tomorrow. Instead of today, <laughs> Seriously, man. Tonight. Like that's kind of how it is for me at the moment. I just wake up some days and I feel like, okay, I'm doing a bit better this day. And then I wake up another day mm. and for no apparent reason, things just mm, mm. are way harder that day. Yeah. Because like I'm, 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 I've gotten to know you a lot better through the podcast and also just like our friendship. But you're, you are a person who's like affected by the weather. As like, although we say it jokingly at times and like you're quite serious when you say it. It's like on a good sunny day, it kind of just brightens up your mood a lot it more does. than like a dark, gloomy one. Like, yeah. But to be fair, today was a very beautiful day. I'm surprised <laughs> we skipped the weather report today, but yeah, I actually, if you want to go for it I went before for I walk. answer. Um, <laughs> I went for a walk up to the cafe today with Amelia, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. got some beads of sweat dripping off my forehead. It was that warm. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it was. It is a bit of it. It's quite a steep walk, so it wasn't just the heat. It was a bit of cardio mm. as well. But um, yeah, weather was good. That's my weather report for the day. Nice. It was beautiful today, man. Yeah, but thank you for your vulnerability. Um, yeah, I'm sure people would appreciate that than trying to like fake it till you make it kind of thing. Mm. How do you um, feel about yourself right now? In one sense, I think I, if I might like, because I like to, well, I do see myself as my worst critic. Um, the critic side kind of sees like not good enough, mm. but the optimistic kind of attitude and posture I normally tend to have makes me go, I'm doing good. Mm. The reason why I say that is like, well, I'm happy is because each day that I see is like an opportunity to um, grow into the person that I want to be. And the mistakes that I make help me learn from them and better myself. So in one sense, I think, man, I'm like, man, I'm such a, I'm so lacking in um, how I want to be actually seen or how I want to be to others. Um, but in one sense, it's like, I feel like if I look at 2020 as a whole year, I think it's one of the biggest years in terms of like maturing as a person, mm. especially in like the relationships that really matter, you know, like within the family or close relationships, the opportunities to that I had to have convers- like meaningful conversations with people. And also just think about my next few steps into becoming a, a grown-up, a man, like a adult. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm starting sure. to think that a lot more because like you had it um, last year probably, but I'm starting to have that more now because like my student life is now coming to an end mm. for for AIM. So yeah, I say, I'd say that I feel quite good um, mixed with like I can do better. I think that's mm. just like the like continual um, want of self improvement. I don't feel like I'll ever reach the po- a point where I'll be like, yeah, I've I made it now. <laughs> but it's just 
I'm always going to be this way. It's like, I'm doing better. I'm doing good. I've learned from that. But it's been that way for a while, I think. That's just like how I'm wired, I think. Is it kind of like the blue and yellow thing that I talked about on self-care project? Yeah, it was so interesting when you were talking um, with the uh, colors. Um, And it was funny to me because you were saying green was the color of like growth and it's funny because I was listening to it, and when I when you when I got to that part of the podcast, that episode, I was like, "Hey, my favorite color is green, bro." <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm like, "Fine, it rep- represents me quite well, then," because it's like, mm. yeah, always continually seeking growth. I think I think that's why I, um, I like I hear a lot of people talk about how, um, especially in today's day and age, they don't like making new formed relationships because of the work that goes in, the whole process of like, oh, what do you do? How old mm. are you? What do you, like, you know what I mean? The the nitty gritty stuff of like starting a relationship. But I think I see those things as like, I love that. I love that portion of the relationship because there's so much mystery. I'm beginning like to appreciate it growth. more again. I think for a while yeah. I really undermined this, the value of small talk, but I'm beginning to appreciate it more. I think maybe, yeah. maybe it came from a bit of shame of not, feeling like i had good things to say but now small Mm. talk feels a lot easier now i've got things that i'm excited about doing um and so i can actually say yeah like so what are you what are your plans and i can actually talk about plans with some sense of confidence and excitement whereas before i didn't necessarily have that and i wonder if there's a correlation between being more comfortable in small talk situations now and also having um being more confident in my future as well Mm. Mm. yeah so let's just plug that in real quick guys if you're listening right now go check out jack's episode <laughs> called blue and yellow it's really good i think um i listened to that episode while i was on my um park walk on my walk around the around litcom the streets of litcom and yeah it was a good good um good thinking and good like listen while you're just like walking around so go we'll, check that out we'll if you want to think and the- like be in chuck the link in the in the description yeah we will yeah but yeah just to wrap it up yeah i feel good man awesome bro good to hear what's what's the next question the next question jack glad you asked (laughs) is what are some things you've learned about yourself perhaps think about your values your masks your leadership hmm it's an interesting question yes it is what have I learned about myself? So, so much, I guess. Um, <laughs> like never, I never stop learning about myself and about the world around me and how I interpret and mm. interact it. Um, I've learned that, that I'm not lazy. Yeah. I just need inspiration. And I think I already knew that, but I thought that my inspiration would forever just remain attached to creative things like music and stuff. Um, But it it doesn't necessarily, it actually attaches itself to, excuse me, it attaches itself to to work when it's the right work for me, when it it attaches itself to um, intellectual topics when the the things that stimulate me... um, things that I see as valuable. And I think as my values change, um, I'm able to apply myself more in areas where I used to struggle, um, Mm. like academics, for example. 
um, I've learned that that my story has a validity to it, but that it's not special. And what I mean by that is that I used to see my own struggle as some like super unique thing that no one could relate to. And I've learned that just because a lot of people can relate to my story doesn't make it any less valid or any less important. But it's not some like real special story that like is so like unheard of, you know? I used to sort of almost isolate my own story so that I, I could feel like it was, I don't know. I don't know why I, I got I got a kick out of the, the, the thought that um, I had had more hardships than other people, I think, um, which is just so not the mm. case. And a lot of people suffer, but that doesn't make my suffering any less um, valid. It, it just means that it's not some like special thing that I can, um, that no one else would understand. And what that has done is that has allowed me to take off a lot of my masks once I realized how many other people were going through similar things to me, it made it so much easier for me to take off those masks and just be open about what I'm talking about now, about my mental health, about my insecurities, about my flaws and not feel ashamed about them because I know that I'm not the only one. And I know that the only people who would shame me for these things are people who are deeply insecure themselves. Um, and mm -hmm. that gives me a sense of confidence when it comes to telling my story and talking about my mental health openly now that I do that. Um, and yeah, I guess what I've learned is that it's acceptable for me to be broken um, because everyone is in their own way. Mm. I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned that I can think of at the moment. Like, as I said, I've learned so many things, but I think that particular lesson that it's okay to be broken is mm. it like flows into all different avenues of my life and it has like influenced so many things so many relationships so many um opportunities and yeah it's helped me find mm. a much more comfortable place of humility as opposed to a self-deprecating humility um of just like ripping into myself all the time which i still do too much but i've eased up on that now because i understand mm. how small i am um, mm. which ironically has given me more peace than thinking that I'm more important than I actually was. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, man, I think that's like, that's such an important lesson to have as you grow as a human being, as you develop as a man or a woman. Like you, the sooner you realize that the person that's across the street has probably been through more or the same type of struggle or like the, a different type of struggle, yeah. but they're, they're all broken or we're all broken people. Yeah. And I think we've talked about in different episodes and when we have our philosophical talks, I guess, where everyone is just trying to feel or have something to feel that brokenness or try to cover or bandage yeah. or yeah, yeah. complete that brokenness. Um, one, one other way I like to put it these days is um, people all live um, with the awe of something. Um, awe as in A-W-E. Mm. Like we're in awe of like, um, you know, an ideal relationship. We're in an awe of um, material goods or 
wealth or power or yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. can I add something else or, in? I, I I forgot. There's sure. another lesson that's kind of related that you reminded me of, um, mm. and that is that I've learnt that my wounds are sacred, and what I mean by that is that they're not for everyone. And there was a time where mm. anyone who would listen, I would tell them all about everything that I was struggling with and how, like, and I would even like over embellish things. I'd exaggerate things and like mm. try and like tell as many people about how tough I was having it almost as a sense of like, look how strong I am that I have to deal with this and give me sympathy, give me affection, give me attention. And what I've learned is that not everyone not deserves, that sounds really self-righteous, but I guess... Not everyone you need to? or you Yeah, have. well, it's mm. like it's like what we... We had a conversation a long time ago. I think it was a healthy relationships episode, David, when you talked about yeah. how some people are allowed in certain rooms in your house and mm. others are not. Like, and, mm. and I think that for me, like, I used to just show people to my you know, my basement so early. It would be like, I would invite you into my house yeah, and give yeah, you a yeah. tour. And go to the living room and then go straight to yeah, the basement. Yeah, exactly, room, exactly. And, <laughs> basement, yeah. And like the, my living room was all really nice and welcoming and mysterious. And then the, the basement was just a mess and I would just chuck people <laughs> in there and be like, what do you think of that? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've learned that like, uh. that that basement is sacred. And yes, it's a bit messy, but... um. It feels a lot more mm. ordered when I view it as sacred, but not self-defining. And that there's so much to me that people can know without having to know all my struggles. And that doesn't mean that I don't mm. tell anyone. It just means that I'm more careful with who I tell. Not because I'm scared of what people will do with the information, but it's more how I view the information. That that information isn't for everyone. Yeah, It's a really sacred wound that not everyone gets to share. Mm. And once I started viewing my wounds as sacred, um, I think it became, I think I found it easier to feel ownership of them. Like it's like I took ownership of them as opposed to just flinging them around everywhere. Um, and... Yeah. It also meant that when I shared them with people, they could really appreciate them as opposed to just like going around telling people you just met about your mental health and stuff. And like, I, I will, I'll do that if it comes up, you know, like if someone, but I, but I won't go into heaps of detail, but I'm now a lot more open about the fact like, yes, I, I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast, they could live in the other side of the world. They would know that I struggle with my mental health. Um, that's not something that I think is defining yeah. but it is an important part about me right now so i do like i do share that but i don't go into depth about everything with everyone um unless i feel like that person sure. really needs it or if i feel like that person is close enough with me that i want to share that with them because it's a really intimate mm. experience to to go into depth about those things so yeah that's the other thing i've learned that my wounds are sacred yeah. and they're not for everybody yeah the wounds analogy is interesting to me because if it's like if you just um the wounds if you um substitute it with the word like scars and these scars that tell stories um you share the story behind each or with 
the story behind the scar with another person and sometimes it becomes a thing of like remedy for the listener because mm. it's like as you said like you don't share your story with every single person that you meet but at times you pull out the story of the scar to be like hey like i've been there too yeah and this is what i've learned from it yeah this is, this what is I've the learned. person exactly. i've become from it and sometimes it just helps that person to the, the listener um to heal their wound and it becomes a scar and like it just kind of you know yeah mm. but that's interesting that's um that's pretty cool jack so that's david cool, what have you learned about yourself perhaps think about your values your masks or your <laughs> leadership i didn't really talk about leadership hey but yeah do you want to do you have something in your mind maybe maybe i'll if it's I'll fit that brief, in yeah, or, um and question six it looks like i might be able to slot that in sure um values your mass your leadership whatever i learned about myself mm. this one's a huge question <laughs> i I, is, I don't think it would be possible for either of us to be able to fully um answer it in in this format we don't have enough time um one thing i've um learned about myself is um I'm a I'm a people lover. I love people. I just love other humans, I think. Mm. And sometimes with people that I have extra care for, I go about in the relationship in two ways where A, I think um I can sometimes put too much pressure to because I care about the person, I might pinpoint too many of the areas that they might be weak in to try to I don't want to say try to fix maybe that's the best way to put it right now but it's like where it's like you pinpoint places that they need to improve and stuff but it doesn't come from a negative light but it's like out of like wanting to help them but I feel like in one sense it's like uh it can become useful but in another sense, it's like a it's like a knife that stabs the other person. That's one thing I've learned is like that's one side of the thing of like when I really value someone, I tend to do that. It's either that or in on my end, more on my end, I try not to um I try not to burden the other person, like the person that I care about with my own struggles. I think I'm getting better at doing that. I think I, it's interesting thing is I think I get that from my mom. Mm. My mom has this tendency of like, if she has a struggle, if she's going through some bad things or um, she's just having it tough, like she would try her best not to show it to like her children, like myself or my sisters or even even her husband where it's like she wants to just get over it and past it and she only talks about it once she's over it kind of thing and i think i kind of have that in me as well but i think i'm getting better at walking with other people to go past a problem or an issue before it's a problem or an issue like if i see something going or headed to a direction then i'm able to vocalize it share it and be trust the other person that I value or the friendship or the, you know, 
our mentor relationship, whatever it might be, to be like, hey, I need your help right now and walk with me through this struggle. And I'm learning to get better at that. But I think many times, one thing I'm seeing more clearer these days or this year was that when I'm really struggling, I try not to burden other people with it. I think it's like, in one sense, it's like to protect the person, other person, but at the same time, there's a bit of like, hmm, I'm not sure if it's fear. I don't know what it is where it's like, I don't want to hurt you with what I'm being hurt with, mm. if that makes sense. So that's something I've learned about myself where the value I have for others can sometimes be a like a knife that I like poke people with or like hurt people with. Like almost like when you want to guide a horse that you're riding to go the right way, you whip it into form kind of thing. But, mm. and another thing is that I don't want to, you know, um, share my disease or poison with the person that's next to me where it's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm using the right words, but I think you can get what I'm I know what you mean, yeah. getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that's, I guess that hits the masks, like my mask of like not sharing my burden. Yeah. Um, in terms of leadership, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what um, that question is kind of implying or this, this side is kind of implying, but um, hmm. yeah, maybe I'll come back to that as well, but okay. Yeah. Is is that you done with the, with question two or? I think so. I don't know if I'm I'm leaving it kind of like not very explained. No, no, no. I I was only asking if like if we were about to move on. I I think you explained yeah, yourself yeah. well. Yeah. It, Let's move on. Okay, we still cool. have like four questions. Yeah. yeah. Um. Question three, Jack. Yes. What have you learned about your key relationships with others, with parents, siblings, and extended family, with friends, or even God? Mm. Hmm. That's a good question. Mm. So I'll start with friends because I think that's the easiest one. Um, I think I've learned... I think I've learned how to be a better friend in the sense that when I do good things for my friends, I think, I think I always did it because I cared, but I think there was a significant part of me that did it because I wanted to come across well. Um, mm. and I wanted to just look good in the friendship, I guess. Um, mm. and that that's still the case to some extent, but I think it is for everyone to some extent. Um, because we care about the the opinions of our friends, obviously. So we want we want to look good. We want to be admired by our friends. Um, but I yeah. think I've I think I've gotten better at just serving my friends in general and like providing the sort of relationship that they need, even when it's tough for me. Um, yeah, I think <clears throat> when it comes to my relationship with Amelia, um, I, I've learned to 
trust more, I think. I think I, I've learned to stop asking what if, because if you continue to ask what if all the time when it comes to relationships, then I feel like you begin to become dissatisfied because you're mm. always imagining this could be better. And I think for a long time, it wasn't a fear of commitment necessarily. It was, well, I guess it was, but it was fear of commitment because I thought, is this the person who I want to spend the rest of my life with? And once I started, once I stopped asking that question and I started asking the question of, am I happy with this person? And the answer was consistently yes. Then mm. the first question became a lot clearer to me. And mm. that's why I'm still in the relationship. Um, yeah. I don't really have doubts over my relationship anymore. It's beautiful. Um, because yeah. I'm not always asking who could I be with that would be better or not, not that I actually never asked that, but like more like, is this really the person? Like, is this perfect? Is this the one? And the problem is you never know whether mm. the person is the one because you haven't dated every mm. person out there. Um, <laughs> so like you never know. Um, That's a lot of persons. <laughs> and I think once I stopped uh, like making comparisons to some idealized version of what my life was going to be and that's not like an idealized wife or an idealized family it's just an idealized life then i just began to appreciate what i had a lot more um so that's what i learned with that another thing i learned with my friendships was that whilst i was allowing people into my life in terms of information so i felt like i was sharing a lot because i was telling people a lot about what i was feeling but I wasn't showing them and I wasn't allowing them to hold that feeling as well. And mm. um, one of my friends, uh, Peter, actually, David, you know Peter. Um, well, yeah, I know Peter. Um, he, he said it to me one time when we were talking about this. He said, you never fully let people in. That's what he said to me. And I, like that really shook me. And at first I was like angry because I was just like, yes, I do. Like I'm very open. Um, but the more, mm. like it just kept playing on my mind and the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I let people in to my brain, but I don't let people into my heart. Um, not mm. all the way. And once I, once I sort of came to that understanding, I'd, I started working on empathy with my friends and all my relationships started to improve to some extent. Um, mm. so that's what I've learned in terms of my family, um, I don't think I I don't think this is the the place or the time to have that conversation. Um, I'm still processing, sure. and mm. if there were things that I was going to talk about, um, then I would I would go to my family about them. Um, and now is not the time nor the place for that. So um, yeah. yeah. I have I have learned right. things about my family. Mm. That's not me being closed. It's actually me just being respectful to them and not like airing any mm. dirty laundry on on a broadcast. Because um, mm. yeah, there's still things that are being processed there for sure. Um, with mm. God, <sighs> I've learned many things about God, and I still know nothing. Um, <laughs> hmm. I think 
Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> constantly changing, <laughs> constantly changing. That that one's too. I've learned a lot, and I've also unlearned unlearned a lot. So, um, yeah, I think the most valuable lesson I've learned about God in my life is that He's not um, some cold authoritative figure, um, mm. and that if I was to have a relationship with Him, it would be a friendship rather than a. Um, mm like an employee-employer <laughs> relationship. Yeah. Um, that's that's probably what I learned the most about God. Um, that's good. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like that that's wasn't a, a particularly one. good answer to that question, but um, I'll let you have a stab at it. It's a pretty hard one to answer, I think. Yeah. Well... I'll, I'll ask it to you just so everyone remembers what the question was. What have yeah, you learned yeah, about yeah. your key relationships with others, with parents, siblings, and extended family, with friends and God? And I didn't answer siblings... Um, my answer to siblings is that, um, I learnt, I learnt, and this is to do with all my relationships. I learnt that I made a narrative in my head that wasn't completely accurate and that if I ever shared that narrative with someone, then they could tell me that it wasn't necessarily accurate. But when you always keep that narrative to yourself, you never have anyone to tell you otherwise. So, yeah, yeah and that definitely applies with my brother. Over to you, David. Interesting. I like how you answered that re- that question. <laughs> Without really answering it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I'm like, you did answer some parts. So that's why I stopped myself. <laughs> um so for me, I think, I guess this is because this is an annual deep question thing. If we're talking about right now, my relationship with others, um, with others or people, I think the person that I am, I'm always just myself around anyone that I meet. I think depending on the, the age difference or the cultural background of the person, I might slightly adjust just to cater to another person um so in one sense i think i like to just be the person that um the other person needs me to be so i don't really care sometimes like it's a bit of a contradiction because it's like i'm always myself but at the same time it's like i'm happy being a person that the other person needs me to be Mm. so um when it comes to relationships with my close friends i i see a need of um broadening my maybe like understanding because i think once i became a christian and my worldview changed a lot of um similarities and places that we overlapped and now where our friendship really grew and blossomed i kind of left that behind if that makes sense so a lot of close friendships that i have with um a lot of my non-christian friends are built on years of like loyalty and time spent together so a part of me has to have a broader understanding and uh um acceptance of what other people's people think and i love that about different relationships that i have because everyone has a different background and uh worldview and belief in a higher power or maybe they don't believe but yeah, so having a, having like um I I understood like one thing I learned is um 
every every person that I hold dear to in terms of friendship, like they have different views and it challenges my view on what I believe, but also helps me and motivates me to sharpen what my mm. truth is or my view of things are so that if I'm able to share with them my view, um, yeah, it just helps us get get to a destination where we're able to kind of journey together. And maybe even like I'm able to share my view and they're able to maybe learn something from it or take it as their truth as well. For sure. Um, With my parents, I'm seeing more and more they're getting older and I'm coming to an age of becoming more and more independent and a a man or an adult. But... I think it's, I'm starting to think how I can take care of them better. Um, in terms of my mom, me and my mom's relationships always been quite good. In my high school years, she's always nagged me and I'm always the one who's like seeing where, why I'm so late or, you know, 20 missed calls kind of relationship. And then now it's more of like a close friendship where it's like, of course, there's still a respect because, like, she's my mother. <laughs> but it's like she understands I'm growing into a adult that understands what life is going to look like. And I respect her as someone who's poured out everything so that I can have a better life than she did. Um, and in terms of my dad, I think so much improvement this year. Yeah. Um, past wounds or past um, hurts that I've had, it always comes up when we have disagreements or Mm. arguments with each other. But um, one thing I've really learned is, and it's from the Bible actually, so I understand that I need to respect his word a lot more, is that he like has a design for how things will work better. And the key thing that I learned about my relationship with my parents is I just have to honor them more. So... What I mean by when I say that, it's like, yeah, they're my parents. Yeah, they're, you know, older. Yeah, I'm getting older too, so I'm, I'm my own person. But they're still my parents at the end of the day. You see all their mistakes, all the things they've done wrong or all the hurts that they've given you. But at the end of the day, he's still my father. He's still yeah. the one who gave me life. Yeah. So when I see my dad and I give him the honor and respect that he deserves as my father i think we're able to have a um yeah a mutual respectful relationship especially with the korean culture i think it ties a bit deeper in the sense of there's a sense of um hierarchy and senior seniority that is under a household where it's not authoritative to the point where it's like he's he's a king but it's more so like he's my father so it's like i respect him and his words and even though i disagree with him i still listen and try to learn his perspective and if i show him that honor and that respect then he's able to respond in the right way and he's that's just the type of background that he's grown up in so with that understanding i think we've come a long way from um where we used to be so Mm. that's a big lesson Siblings, I learned, um, it's so important. 
I think it's so, so important. And I've been so grateful that I've been spending every Sunday after quarantine eased up a bit to once we started to be able to go out to restaurants and cafes and stuff. I've been spending every Sunday afternoon with my two sisters. Shout out to Joanna and Sharon. But we've been spending every Sunday together, even though we might not talk about things um, we might just go out and spend some good quality time, have good food, good coffee, um, catch up. Um, also just like share our thoughts on like what is just going on in mm. each other's lives. We live in the same household. I'm still living under the same roof, but many times we're too busy just living our own lives that we don't slow down to see what the other person's doing. So yeah, I'm really grateful that I'm still under the same roof as them, but the more I think about what it's going to look like in the next few years of me, like potentially moving out, um, which I don't think I've shared with you as well or the listeners, but I'm thinking of moving out in the next year or, year or so. So that's something as well. Um, extended family. Um, blood is thicker than water, Jack. And that really speaks like, I think, so what I mean by that is I only have one set of cousins. <laughs> is that the right way to put it? Like I have my um, uncle and his family living in, in Sydney as well. And um, my oldest cousin now has a son and my uncle went through um, um, health problems um, to be precise, like cancer for the last year. Wow. And it's interesting. It's an interesting, like, I'm okay to share this because he's in a much better state now, but he was going through lung cancer and he's never smoked a pack of cigarettes or like one cigarette in his life. So it was just a weird cause. Mm. We don't know what happened and how that happened, but it's an interesting thing where my extended family, there's my uncle who's in the much older state and older part of his life. And now there's the next generation of chuns that are coming. And it's an interesting thing where I feel like God is kind of showing me, you know, um, family is important and you should be keeping them close and be praying for them, praying over their lives and really cherish the time that you can spend with them while they're still here. And one one end there's the start of someone's life and my nephew's only a year and a bit old and then my uncle's like in his mid 60s early 60s so he's not that old but he's like he's on the latter, latter half you know what i mean yeah so is he on your mom's side or your dad's side my dad's side so it, right. it's my dad's he's my dad's um older brother but yeah so he's in a better state now but he's <laughs> He's, um, I, I learned to love him more. He's, every time we have a family gathering, he's like the king of dad jokes and like puns. But um, that's how we can really Sounds connect. like my type of guy. <laughs> Legit. I'm the only person laughing in the room. Everyone else kind of ignores him, but he's always ready to have a shot at a dad joke. And he's just, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, but yeah, blood is thicker than water kind of thing. Yeah. My relationship with God, um, I learned that when I truly set him 
at the center of everything that goes around goes on around my life everything really just falls into place mm. whether it be relationships with all the other things that I've um other areas I've mentioned just like just now um my job or my um view on how I'm doing if my relationship with God is in the straight path and I'm with him and I'm walking with him I feel like everything else is kind of it just falls into place mm. um it's like I don't know it's just beautiful that way where I live my life for him and I put um yeah my life's purpose into his hands and he takes he really does take care of the rest and I've been learning to let go more and more in of control and stuff like that but yeah that's one thing I've learned mm. yeah I think I've taken the longer route for that question but yeah that's we're up to good. the second half <laughs> I hope we can finish it Okay, well, we'll do the little switcheroo now. So I'll read the question first and David, you answer first. So sure. you got the double header now. Question three straight on to question four. So question four is what are a couple of things you would like to change about yourself Ooh. and what directions do you need to take to keep growing? Two things I think that pop up right away in my head mm. is first thing is laziness. I think laziness is the biggest um, enemy or friend, enemy and friend that I have for my life where a part of me that needs to, a part of me growing up and becoming a man, I feel like the first thing I need to kind of really um, fight against is laziness. I feel like everyone, like a lot of people can agree with that. Not even when it comes to manhood, but just growing up as a person, it's like, first thing I want to really change and work on about myself is my laziness, my excuses, the amount of time I waste or spend resting. I like to call resting, which is not necessarily, you know, um, which is good at times, but I overrest a lot of the time and I'll be lying to myself if I say I don't do that. So laziness is first. Um, second thing is... I've built up a sense of once I've started to walk with God's word, um, it's been, it's six, sixth year now. Was a fifth year? Sixth year now. And um, there's a growing sense of self-righteousness that I have where it's so toxic, mm. where I know better. I know what is right. I know what is good for people. I know what you're doing wrong which is so, 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 so toxic. And I just really hate, mm. um, and I really want to just cut off from my way of thinking, um, which is so, so funny to me because it's like I'm reading God's word to better myself, to be a per become a person who loves God with um, all my heart, mind, soul, and strength and love others, love my neighbor as myself. But... I'm, I'm becoming an expert in pinpointing people's errors while um, being blind to my own. So that's something I really want to grow, grow in where I'm not blinded, blind when it comes to my own mistakes and I'm an expert at pinpointing others' mistakes. So You're talking about pride. Yeah, man. It's, it is pride mm. where... Um, yeah, where... 
I feel like、uh, what I want to grow in is being extra, extra gracious. Is the word I want to use right now? Is gracious towards others and become extra harsh on myself. Where it's like you could do better. You could one up in in how you can show this person love or charity or、um, you know patience.、Um, but yeah, that's me. I've kind of sped it up just a little bit, just so we can pump through these. But I'll I'll leave it at that. That's thank you. No,、yeah. that was a very honest share. Yeah, share that. That was that's honest thanks. sharing. Thanks, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired.、Uh, what are a couple of things you would like to change about yourself, and what directions do you need to take to keep growing? So I don't like this question. Okay, because I don't like. The idea of changing myself. I like the growing bit, but、mm. but change comes with growth, Jack. That's how、mm. I want to. Yeah, see I know. I, I think I'm just getting a bit too word focused on this question. But、mm. um, I, I have a negative response to this question. It makes me want to say that I wouldn't change anything about myself,、um, and that I want to just continue on the trajectory of growth that I'm on. But I know that that's Kind of missing the point of the question.、Mm. What what am I trying to grow in? I think I'll, I'll put it that way. That makes me feel more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whatever、um, makes you answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Half an hour later. <laughs>、um, I'm trying to grow in my sense of comfort in myself. And my sense of comfort in the process of therapy, and I don't mean it healing. That's not therapy. Healing.、Um, I want to become more. Oh no, no, it's not healing because it's it's not just healing. It's also about bringing up the wounds. I want to become more comfortable in bringing up things and processing them.、Um, mm. I want to build more a more、um, rigid. Belief in myself, so that it doesn't get shaken by the smallest things.、Um, sure. I guess I want to become more confident in my value and also in my journey,、um, so、mm. that I don't go from like keep fluctuating between feeling like I'm on the right track and then going like, what am I doing with my life? And I I, I recognize that I'm in a very transitional period of life, and because of that. There isn't much certainty, and that's kind of just how it is going to be at the moment.、Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to keep it. Yeah, it's hard to say because I kind of it's kind of just keep growing in my value system, basically. And my value system comes down to、um, well, it's it's very intertwined with Ignatian spirituality, which is like generosity,、um, service to others, humility, compassion, honesty. Things like that,、um, a man for others. That's what I want to keep continuing to build and to keep like improving myself so that I can in turn serve others to a more effective and efficient extent. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a really unsatisfying answer, but I just don't like the idea of changing things about、it. like that. That question <laughs> feels like 
I don't know, maybe I'm I'm just like working so hard and not picking out the things that I dislike about myself and just trying to focus on the things I like about myself. That's something I want to grow on, mm. be able to have more of a positive outlook on myself um, because I, I seem to be able to do that with other people. Although I think David and I were talking just before we started and I acknowledged that there was someone that I'm quite resentful over that we were talking about. Um, and I said, I don't want to be <laughs> resentful of him, but um, uh, he's just done a number of things that have really gotten under my skin. That's grown these gears. Yeah. I find myself resenting him significantly. Um, yeah. And I, I want to maybe reach more of a balanced state so that I don't just go from like see the best in person, see the best in the person, see the best in the person. Nothing's good about that person. <laughs> like I, I want it to be more of a like a smooth transition because I really do for a long time hold on to like all the good things about people for a really long time. And then eventually it's like you just flick a switch and it's just like, mm. no, no, they, they suck. <laughs> like, and um, that's too extreme. So, yeah. I'd like to continue to try to see the best in people, but also that's a good. Maybe be more forgiving. On. Yeah, be more forgiving as well. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Uh, once people have really pushed me far enough, I I get really like set in my ways. Like yeah. I get quite like because I, like I'll, I'll let people sort of you know treat me badly for a certain amount of time, but then once they cross a line which i might like my imaginary line of what's acceptable in a relationship mm. um once they cross that line it's like they're irredeemable almost and i don't really wow. like that that's like that's like way too high standards to have for other people yeah. um we're all human and yeah i want to get better at forgiveness forgiveness, yeah, forgiveness. so i would like to grow in fi- that's something that maybe i'm not f- focusing enough on at the moment is improving my ability to forgive so there you go. There's my answer. Interesting. We got there in the end. Yeah. Okay, David, question five. Any hurt or anger you carry in your life? Hmm. No. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> no, but um, if I'm Thank straight up. Thank you for joining up, us for this week's <laughs> episode of The Art of Snowbird. <laughs> no, straight up though. Um... I don't think I carry any hurt or anger with me right now, which I think mm. is a positive thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, That's definitely a good thing. Yeah, man. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I guess like for like on the note, on the topic of like forgiveness, I think that's something I've grown to really become good at is mm. I'm an expert at giving a person the benefit of the doubt. Or See, I am the too, best, up, and, um, up and to a certain extent, and then I just switch. Yeah, to a, to an extent where I'm like, I try to sell myself a story of why someone has done something to the yeah. point where like, it's like, that, that doesn't make sense. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> you know, they're people too kind of thing. So yeah, man, I don't think I hold any anger or hurt towards someone because the last person that i've kind of if i held a hurt from was my dad but i think this year it got really cleared out so Mm. praise god Mm. what about you man any hurt or anger you carry in your life Mm. let me start with anger because that's gonna be harder i think 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a very angry person. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I can be frustrated, but I see anger as sort of the next step after frustration. Um, I have been angry in my life, but I think I have let go a lot of that anger. And I think that has come with practicing empathy and just, yeah, working out. Just putting myself in other people's perspectives and trying to see people as humans, like you were saying before, David. Um, mm. but yeah, I don't think I don't think I carry any anger. That's good. Um, in terms of hurt, I definitely carry hurt for sure. Mm. Um, the most obvious example I can think of is in high school. Um, I'm trying to think if I can explain this in a short version of so yeah basically with this with this situation at the end of year 11 um my group decided to kick me out of the group um and I never really found out why they did it and they did it in a way that was strategic and d- designed to inflict pain and that sounds very melodramatic but if I had if I were to tell you the whole story, yeah. you'd be able to understand David has heard the whole story. Um, it's messed up and it's twisted, man. And I still, I still carry a lot of hurt over that. Um, it has continued to affect me even when I didn't think that it was still something that was involved in my life. Um, but just over time, I've kind of realized how big of a role it has played. So that's definitely some hurt that I carry in my life for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure there is any anger. That's the main cause of hurt, I think, as well as just people drifting off. Like I've had quite a few relationships in my life which have ended without closure and there's been no kind of conclusion to them and I've just been left to try and figure out what I did wrong. And those, mm. when they've happened, like it's happened a couple times and because it's happened more than once, it definitely has caused some hurt and like caused some trust issues as well as some self-confidence issues. Cause I start thinking what's so wrong about me that these people mm. will just leave, you know? Um, so yeah, that's definitely hurt that I carry. I don't think I'm angry. I don't think I'm angry. Not anymore. For a long, long time I was. There was a while when anger was one of the most common feelings I experienced and mm. I couldn't talk about what I just talked about without just clenching my fists and just feeling like I wanted to, I don't know, mm. let it let out my anger on something. Never a person, but just mm. on an object, like just let loose and just like, you know. I'm not sure if I've asked you this before, but are you a wall puncher? Do you know the people who get... <laughs> You know, get get like relieve their frustration of inanimate objects. I or, like have punched. Have you walls. ever punched? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, um, you're a but, wall puncher. <laughs> but I have not done that for a long, long time. And to be honest, oh. my my house is like a proper brick house, so it's <laughs> the house. The house normally wins the fight. So yeah. Um, you just get bloody. Usually, knuckles. there's a there's a sense of like relief because, like, just say it's like a wall that you can punch a hole in. It's like ah, 
but then a brick wall, not so much. Maybe you know? relief, but then it's also annoyance because it's just like now I've just hurt myself. Yeah. Now I'm just like more like distressed than I was before. So, um, yeah. I had the like the smarts about me not to like fully go for it. You know, it would just be like yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually talking to a guy earlier before I before we started recording. Um, someone punched he punched the window and he like got like deep tissue cuts really and i'm like dude why and he's like i was just so angry and i was like okay cool <laughs> Jeez, yeah anyways yeah that okay. scares me interesting um mm. but yeah i think that's that's it for that one you know it's mm. funny because like if you asked me that five years ago i think i could talk on that question for a long 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 time i think that mm. the main hurt that has been caused to me in my life has come from the way that I view myself or the way that I view the world and it's just gotten me into bad situations. Mm. I think it's part of um, growing in emotional maturity yeah. as well as just understanding yourself. I guess like as you grow as a person, you kind of let go of that kind of side of you a bit more. So. we touched on it we, we touched on it before and like growing in forgiveness and stuff like that but i think that's what it is as you grow in forgiveness this side kind of goes away with it mm. but mm. all right bro. last question jack let's finish it We're off up to the last one what yeah. type of man do you want to develop into in the future any particular characteristics or virtues how would you show this in your relationships hmm and maybe if you want to bring back the leadership element to this one, if you had anything to say on that, because that's when I was going to bring it back. Mm. So I think the first word that comes to my head when I think about this question that you just asked me, Jack, I think I want to be... Are um, you stalling? <laughs> no, I'm building it up <laughs> and you just destroyed the castle. So I have to build it up All again. Right, start again, start again. So what you got So this. what I think? <laughs> nah, I think it, the first word that comes up is integrity. So I want to be a man of integrity. Um, and when I say that, it's like a man of my words, a man of um, good conduct, a man who doesn't just talk the talk, but walks the walk. <laughs> I mm. sound so basic right now, but <laughs> um, I get you. Yeah, in in um, in all in all that I do, I think um, I think what I want to see, what I want to see is like, yeah, be, to be a man of my words, a, a man who um, lives the way that lives the way, lives my faith, lives um with good standing with those that are around me and those that I meet. And yeah. And you mentioned leadership, Jack. I think when I think about the man that uh, I want to develop into the future, um, I guess someone who leads his own children well, his own household well. So I want to have a son um, as my first child. But I don't get to decide that. But if I do, I think um, I really want to shape. Once I have a boy, I think I'll really pour everything to really disciple that boy into become becoming a great man. 
I feel like in a lot of ways, the things that I've um, used to hold and be hurt from my own father was the way that he didn't guide me or he couldn't guide me. Mm. So I want to I want to be different in the sense of really being present with my child or my son and yeah, show great leadership in my household. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's and interesting. I, th- I think that would speak to my other relationships as well. If I'm leading my house well, um loving my wife well, um people will be able to see that so that we're not just a save face and show our best side to other people type of family but um yeah be real outside and yeah. in kind of thing yeah 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 anything that's else that's me jack no man i think short and sweet is how we like to keep it once we come to the the near near of the end of an episode so <laughs> That's me. What man what do about I you, want to develop Jack? into in the future? Any particular yes. characteristics or virtues? How would this show in my relationships? Mm. So I think this kind of does link back to what I've learned about myself, question two, and that is that I can be a leader. Um, I mm. think for a long time, especially after what happened with like my group at high school, I just felt yeah. so like isolated and I didn't feel like I could ever sort of live by example or lead by example or lead at all, like whether it was through communication or I don't know. I just felt like, okay, so my life is just going to be sort of drifting through um, hopefully like with a nice blend of just under the radar and then being seen enough to make an impact. But like, I think I've mm. kind of come back from that mentality of not being afraid to be seen anymore. Um, and I think recently I've realized, okay, let me take a real hard look at what my like best skills are. And then once I figured out what those are, how can I use those to do what I want to do with my life? Cause really what I should be doing and what I guess we should all be doing to some extent is maximizing our impact with the gifts that we've been given. And I'm fortunate enough that one of the gifts I've been giving is communication. And so living under the radar shouldn't be an option for me. I should be someone who's talking about these sort of things, having important conversations with the people in my life and challenging myself as well as the people in my life on how to improve, where to improve, and how to make a difference, not just in my life, but in everyone else's. And I think that kind of ties in with what I've been trying to do this year, which is, you know, like starting to talk about mental health a lot more, starting the self-care project, talking about these Mm. sort of things with you, David, on the Artist Notepad, and promoting artists, promoting people, and just Mm. like promoting positivity, I guess. Um, Yeah but not being fake with it like you said like not Mm. being that perfect positive guy being real and being vulnerable and having days like today where i share quite openly that you know i'm not having the best day like i'm not having a terrible Mm. day today it kind of sounds like i have like a lot of my answers Mm. seem really (laughs) really sad and they are to an extent but i mean 
I think I think I do feel more positive than than like I sound like today. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think I think I'm hopeful, but I'm realistic where I am now. And mm. I think that sometimes we think that if you're hopeful, it means like you can't be bad now. And I, I wouldn't say I'm bad, mm. but I'm just being realistic of this is where I am at the moment. But I, I have my, my sights set on the future and on the life that I'm going to try and achieve. And I don't think much is going to stop me from trying to achieve that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think... I think I am hopeful of of where I could go, what kind of impact I could make. And I want to continue to live a life of service and still keep getting involved in, I guess, things like I did the last few days, retreats where I can help serve and help run and speak to, Mm. in this case, young adolescent boys about the things that I've learned in the subsequent years from when, where they are at 17 to five years later at 22, which obviously going to learn a lot more later on in life but within those mm. five years i learned a hell of a lot of lessons and if i can help guide yeah. those guys so they don't have to learn them the hard way without guidance which i didn't have too much guidance navigating that region of adolescent manhood um mm. then that's a great honor for me to be able to be a part of that process and maybe skip a few of the painful lessons and help them figure it out yeah. how to live the way that they want to be living um, with the few bits and pieces that I've learned um, over the years. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. Like if I can keep doing stuff like that, keep helping people and um, keep trying to maximize my own relationships and have a family like you, I can't wait to have a family. It, it's funny for a long time, I was certain that like I wanted to like my ideal gender for my child um would be male but recently i think i've definitely swung more towards i want to have a girl um Mm, more than anything um i want to have both but i think i think the one that i'm looking forward to the most is having a girl um yeah i don't say they they say having a daughter really changes a man Mm. and mm. Um, softens them up there must be a reason yeah not that i need any more softening up <laughs> yeah you'll be too soft you'll cry at everything <laughs> oh, i am kind of worried about that i'm gonna be that parent who just every time his kid does anything just yeah. starts crying did you just say thank you <laughs> yeah but i can't wait to be a, a dad and i can't wait to same bro yeah, i can't wait for a lot of things that is going to yeah. come with parenthood um as well as with you know yeah. being a husband and yeah being a man mm. continuing to grow and yeah i think that's a nice way to finish it off um mm. let me just make sure i answered the question properly <laughs> what's up yeah i think i did i think i did answer the question properly um yeah how will it how will it show in my relationships that I'll get better at being there for the people who I care about and that they'll be able to trust me and depend on me and be able to share with me and come to me and talk to me um yeah that's that's the sort of man that I've been striving for all year really and i I think i I've I've been that man in glimpses obviously not like the husband or the father but 
like kind of embodied that person more and more as the year has gone on and i've never like been able to been be that person permanently but i've been able to embody that person from time to time and i think the distance between the times that i'm being able to embody that person is has gotten shorter as the year has gone on so um yeah mm-hmm. nicely nicely said man nicely said thanks for doing this man it's been it's been real it's been real because we're not fake i hope you guys listening have enjoyed this one there's been very little filter um raw footage from the artist notepad (laughs) but i think that this would have given you all a better idea of who david and i are as people and um yeah let us know what you think you can reach out to us on instagram at the artist notepad you can shoot us an email at artistnotepad at gmail.com or mm-hmm. yeah on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the artist notepad we mm. you know as always would love to hear from you guys and get in touch to let us know what you want to hear us talk about next and we'll be revisiting the deep and meaningful time capsule in a year from now so mark it in your diaries kiddos yeah kiddos you're our kids now We'll see you guys next episode with a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal guest. <laughs> phenomenal guest. Um, look forward for next week. Who are we look having for, on again? Looking, looking oh, yeah, forward right, yeah. to next week's episode. Yeah. I definitely didn't double book for next week. Definitely not. Definitely not? No, I definitely didn't. And You're then pretty I, good at doing that, Jack. And then so I you, definitely you didn't have check. to message one of the people that we're having on and, and tell them that. <laughs> Um, that we'd have to reschedule oh, with them. Boy. That definitely didn't happen either. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> but until next week, guys, have a good one. Take it easy. And maybe think about some of these questions that we ask uh, ourselves. Maybe think about it yourself. Do some little bit of re- reflecting. Get a journal. Write some stuff down. Think about yeah. life. Yeah. Think about yourself. Think about others. Yeah. Think about what kind of person you want to become. Maybe if you're not a man, then don't ask what kind of man you want to become. Ask whatever kind kind of woman person you want to become. Yeah. And until next time, peace. Peace.